This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every single morning, uh, 8 a.m. UK time. Uh, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying life. Uh, as, as I continue to say, we get ever closer to Arsenal next play in a game, which I hope is going to be, you know, I say hope, I know exactly when it's going to be. It's a week yesterday, but it just... It, I hope that the days go faster. I hope that it gets nearer to, to Arsenal playing again. I suppose you don't want to take it for granted. We've only got 10 games left of the season and then we've got a whole, you know, two-month break until the next one. So it's uh, it's always a catch-22 in terms of football because you desperately want the next game. But knowing the next game's coming and knowing that when that's done, there's only nine left. But then it is the transfer window, which is kind of TGT's... Natural habitat is <laughs> the transfer window. So I suppose there is always that to look forward to as well. Uh, let's say good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Who's this getting first in the chat box? Uh, Jake, uh, good morning to you, mate. To Shal, to Anthony. Good to see some new faces in getting in the chat box first this morning. I set it up a little bit earlier than usual. Wilson, good morning to you, to Peeny Ween, Mike, uh, Viewer as well. Uh, JM, we've got Harvey, uh, we've got Manu, we've got John T. Uh, who else have we got in here? Matt G, of course, Hot Air. Uh, hot Air. <laughs> Paul, we've got uh, Lars, we've got Jose, Ruben, Odorile. Uh, good morning to all you guys. Stevie, Romain, Kevin, Tulip, Olu. Uh, can we scroll down a little bit more and see who I missed it? Missing. Maybe you've got some new faces that I've not seen. Uh, Lestin, good morning to you. Liam Thomas, good morning to you. Gents, good morning. You said what? Good morning to you, mate. Let's scroll down and find some more new faces in the chat box as well. Patrick, uh, good morning to you, mate. Uh, we've got Kipsicle as well. Good morning. Danger Close uh, with a Borussia Dortmund badge. Uh, you're in the wrong news place. <laughs> but everyone is welcome. Let's crack on with today's stories. As always, telling you to go and subscribe to the Arsenal Way link in the description. As I've said, I've made a link tree now. It's much easier for you to kind of navigate through all the TGT links. So if you click on the link in the description, it will take you through plenty of different uh, TC and TGT related stuff. So make sure you check that one 
out. Um, also, in regards to articles that went out yesterday from myself, uh, a few went out over on Football.London. We did a really interesting piece talking about kind of the puzzle that Mikel Arteta has got to solve regarding Darwin Nunez. How much do you pay for a striker knowing that you might need to bring in two? Kind of the conundrum around that. And then the other one about how Kieran Tierney leaving wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. And actually about how, you know, Arsenal are prepared in case Kieran Tierney leaves. We've proven that we can find gems like Tommy Asu, etc., for some really good solid fees. So that if he was to say move on, which we're going to talk a little bit more about in a second, it wouldn't be the end of the world. We start off, though, with an interesting news story and a big congratulations to Bradley Ibrahim, who has signed his first professional contract with the club. He's a midfielder. Don't know much beyond that, to be honest, and it's not surprising. He's still very much on the, you know, he's, he's behind the scenes in the youth setup and it's great to see another player getting their first new contract in the club. So uh, a big congratulations to Bradley there. Uh, maybe he watches the show. Uh, Bakayo Saka uh, looks increasingly likely, it seems, to sign that brand new deal of Arsenal. It is said that he is very happy with him uh, with him being at the club and that negotiations will take place at the end of the season, as with Mikel Arteta as well. But the club are very happy, of course, as you would imagine. And he is very happy to remain an Arsenal player. So fingers crossed that will be all sorted out in June, July, August time. Now, Nicolas Pepe, however, has been speaking about his future. And he says, I'm focused on how well we do until the end of the season and the club's target, which is getting into the Champions League. Then we will see what happens. Uh, a pretty big indication there that, you know, he's very open to seeing what's going to go on. Could he go? Could he stay? We'll wait and see. If I was Nicolas Pepe, and I'm not, uh, I would personally probably move on. Just from the situation, not anything from my personal view of Pepe, but from the situation that you're not getting many minutes, you're playing behind Bakaya Saka, you're turning 27, I think, this year. You know, you're getting into your prime. You need to be playing week in, week out. And that's just not going to happen at Arsenal whilst Bakaya Saka is still at the club. And it's unsurprising uh, that this has happened because Saka's been absolutely brilliant. He's been playing week in, week out. And quite rightly too, we haven't needed to rest Saka, to be honest. If you think about it, we haven't played in European football. We've not needed to rotate as much so we can continue to use him. And I think we've reaped the benefits of that. But Pepe looks very likely, in my view, um, to move on in the summer. And this quote, I think, opens the door to the possibilities of a summer exit as well. Our next story is around today. The Brazilian head coach, who, of course, last week was linked with a move to Arsenal. Uh, Faria from Globo Sports claimed that the uh, Brazilian head coach was in negotiations with Edu Gaspar, who wanted to bring him to Arsenal. Well, the Brazilian head coach came out yesterday to say about the information given during the broadcast of Globo Network, my feeling is very sad. And I get sad because information is passed on to the public. That is a lie. I apologize to Arsenal, but that information did not come from us. And there is absolutely nothing. He also went on to apologize to Arteta. Tita, you've got no reason to apologise. There is no need for the Brazilian coach to say sorry. The apology should come from the misinformation that was spread about the head coach. And of course, there is always going to be certain stories that come up that don't really have much credibility, but their timing, the, the possibility of it being true can kind of, you know, raise up quite a, a large amount of, uh, of hype. Uh, but this was never, ever, 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 ever going to happen. Um, Mikel Arteta is very, very settled at Arsenal. Arsenal are very settled with Mikel Arteta. And the expectation is that Arteta will be offered a new contract in the summer that the club are confident that he will sign. So never, 
ever going to be uh <laughs> it was never going to happen it just wasn't our penultimate story of the day revolves around kieran tierney and that the uh the sunday post reported that real madrid sent uh their chief scout to watch bakai saka at arsenal and instead returned with a glowing report of kieran tierney there are now suggestions that a 50 million pound deal could be put forward to the Gunners in the summer that would see Kieran joining Carlo Angelotti at Real Madrid. He, of course, was a very big fan of Kieran whilst he was at Napoli, and Arsenal actually beat Napoli to Tierney's signing when they bought him from Celtic. So it's not surprising this is coming up. I don't have doubts about this link either. I don't think there's any uh, discrediting proof of it not being true, but I do think that it's a, it's a deal that's very unlikely. I don't think Arsenal would want to sell him. But what I did write about yesterday was that I don't think that uh, a Kieran Tierney exit is necessarily anything that would worry Mikel Arteta. I think that there is confidence in the recruitment side of our game that we can replace Tierney should he move on. What I also would say is that I think Tierney's a great player. I think he's a great professional. I think he contains lots of the mentalities that are, we are looking for in this Arsenal team. But what I would say is that I don't think he's irreplaceable. I don't think he's. Uh, I don't think it'd be the same kind of weight as say losing Bukayo Saka. I don't think it would be that kind of same level of um, frustration or that level of hard work that would need to then go into replacing someone like Bukayo Saka. I think that you can get a very good fee for Kirintini and probably invest less in a replacement and still get a very decent output. I think you look at players like Owen Vindal, uh, Grimaldo, you know, left-backs that can really offer you something going forwards and that can offer us maybe a little bit more than what Kirintini has offered us going forwards this season and replace him. I don't want to replace him. The point is that if he was, say, to move on, I don't think it's the end of the world. And yes, Reese, uh, it's a good shout. We probably will... Uh, do that as our daily poll for the day. In fact, let's let's do that right now. Let's put the poll into the chat box and we'll get some of your thoughts before we go on to our headline story of the day. Just waiting for the loading page to, well, load, uh, in fact. So let's uh, let's get this poll going in the chat box. Would, would you sell Kieran Tierney for 50 million plus knowing we would sign a capable replacement in the summer. Mark, would you sell Kieran Tierney for 50 million plus knowing we would sign a capable replacement in the summer? There's your question uh, into the chat box. Let's get your votes going on that one as we move on to our final story and then we'll return to that poll. When you do vote on the poll, make sure you drop a like on the video as well. Finally, uh, Coming out of the Netherlands, really interesting stories coming from a, a an outlet that I consider quite reliable, uh, and that is that Cody Gakpo could certainly join up with Arsenal in the summer. The news comes Verbal International in the Netherlands, and they report that Arsenal are in pole position to sign the 22-year-old attacking wide forward Cody Gakpo, who has currently got 16 goals and 15 assists playing for PSV, mainly in a wide left position, but he has played a lot centrally. This is very interesting. Those of you that have been watching the show for a fair few 
I mean, just weeks, to be fair, will know that I've spoken about Cody Gakpo on the channel and spoken about him being one of my preferred choices of players that we were to go for. We talked about Marcus Rashford the other day. I said that over Marcus Rashford, I would prefer someone like Cody Gakpo. I think the issue with the cost side of things is supposedly you'd be wanting to go for around 35 to 50 million euros. That's according to The Athletic, which is about 29 to 41 million pounds, somewhere within that kind of bracket. I think he is the absolute perfect profile of player that you can do a Thierry Henry-esque transition to turn him from a wide forward that's a goal scorer into your natural centre-forward player that could be brilliantly versatile and brilliantly rapid and quick and a good finisher. I think that Cody Gakpo would be an excellent buy. I know there's lots of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's lots of apprehension because obviously he plays wide left and we've got Martinelli and we've got Smith Rowe. I think that there is real scope to turn Cody Gakpo into a really, really solid centre forward player. And there's that possibility that he could fulfill that role excellently. So we'll end up doing a tactical breakdown on him probably closer to the summer, of course, as we will do with all of our transfer targets. I really want to save up all of the data possible. I know that a lot of people have been asking for some scouting reports and stuff like that. And there's going to be some uh, some scouting reports on existing players at William Saliba and Balogun uh, and the youth team as well. But I wanted to wait until the end of the season um, before we start doing our tactical breakdown. So we've got all the possible data from this year and we can do some serious comparisons across the leagues for all of the players that we're going to look to. I'm looking forward to the summer. I'm looking forward to the transfer window. I'm looking forward to pumping loads of information about transfer targets into your screens. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Do drop a like on the video as we move on to the Q&A section as that completes all of the stories from today. Drop a like, subscribe, and let's get into the chat box and the questions. Okay, then let's jump into the chat and first of all, check our poll. The question was for those that have joined late, would you sell Kieran Tierney for 50 million plus knowing that we would sign a capable replacement in the summer? 36% says yes. 64% says no. That is the side that I lean on. I lean on saying no. I don't think there's a need to sell Kieran Tierney. However, there is the caveat that say if we were to sell Kieran Tierney, I personally would not be too concerned about bringing in a possible replacement for him. That's kind of my viewpoint, but I lean towards no. But knowing that if the answer is end up being yes in the summer, I don't think it's too much of a thing to be too concerned about. Anyway, let's jump into the chat and go through as many of your questions as we can tackle in the next 15 to 20 minutes or so. We start with Rich Carney, who says, do Arsenal really need another inside left? Again, this is the point I'm raising. Gakpo is not necessarily a risk signing because I think his versatility to play both left forward and centre forward really would step up. He is levels above following Balogun. I know you bring it up as an example, but he is levels above him and only two years older. So for me, I am all out going and investing in someone like him. Uh, Marcus says, did you say that you would do a tactical breakdown on all of our targets? OMG, you'll be so busy. Think the wedding postponements might be going. Uh, we'll find the time. Don't you worry. The time will be there. There's no football in the summer. So any of the time spent watching that will be used to focus on transfer targets. Uh, Z says, uh, what could we get for Ainsley Maitland-Niles since Roma doesn't want to buy him? I think you're going to struggle to get around 10 million quid, to be honest, for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Let's wait and see. Answer says, Tom, what are your thoughts on Skamaka? He's my favorite striker at the moment for us. I think there are better strikers out there that score more consistently 
than he does. But he does fulfill a lot of the characteristics that are lacking. He's tall. He's good in the air. He's not necessarily slow. Still good with the ball at his feet. And he's a good finisher. So I think all of those things go in his way. But I think that there are players like Schick, like Nunez, that I would prefer over Skamaka. But if it was to be him, I wouldn't have too many complaints because I think he's a solid forward. Um, Alan says, Tom, if Kieran Tierney goes, we will miss a captain material. His passion will be missed. We may replace the talent. But what about the passion? It's a good point. And Alan, you raise it really, really well. Can you replace that passion with someone coming through or bringing someone in? Yes, you can. And you look at the players that we brought in in the summer. Erdegaard, great leader. Sambi Lukonga has been a captain at Anderlecht. Aaron Ramsdale looks a leader from the back as well. Ben White has shown leadership qualities too. I think that we've shown that we can bring in players with leadership skills. So yes, you can bring that in. But there is a lack of guarantee that you can bring one in that has as much as Kieran Tierney. Uh, Harry says, Tom, I think what you should look at when you analyse the players, what systems they can play. Like Nunez always shifts to the left and would help Martinelli go inside. Yeah, we usually look at the team system and the heat maps, and that tells us a lot more about the players themselves and where they tend to kind of skew when they play. Like Martin Odegaard, when you look at him, tends to skew to the right-hand side and helps out Bakayo Saka. If A says, Tom, if there's a better replacement out there, Real Madrid will be going for that replacement. We don't need to sell our best players. We don't need to. You're absolutely right. We don't need to. But it doesn't mean that it won't happen. And that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, Langer says, how do you guys feel about getting Gakpo, Rashford and Nunez? If we sign Gakpo, we don't need Rashford. That is for sure. Uh, let's go to Jabu says, the problem with selling KT is that you will struggle to get the personality. The footballing ability might be easy to find, but the personality will be harder. It will. But as I pointed out, we signed three leaders in the summer. It can be done. Anthony says, we should be, uh, we should bring in uh, a midfielder over the summer and then should we send Lukonga out on loan? Um, why did I struggle reading that so much when it clearly says who should we bring in for midfield over the summer? <laughs> should we send Lukonga on loan? No, we shouldn't, but who should we bring in? I like a Fabian Ruiz. I think he's a great option. The other option I'm, I'm really getting keen on is Eberetje Eze, who I know plays in more of an attacking midfield role, but I do think there's an opportunity to see him play in the left centre midfield role and add a little bit more verve and flair to that central midfield position than we currently have. Uh, Wilson says, what on earth is Carlo smoking over there, sniffing Tierney around? <laughs> Behave yourself, man. Christopher says, should we sign uh, Smith to... Oh, dearie me, Christopher. I mean, I don't think that Will Smith is going to be available for anything less than a ridiculous fee anyway. That's if he's not got a lot of other things to deal with at the moment. Stephen says, Tom, do you think there is a symmetry between Arteta and previous rebuilds in our history, like uh, Bertie Mee, George Graham, and the initial tenure of Arsene Wenger, which led to success? I'm much less familiar with Bertie Mee, but what I would say is from Graham, uh, from George Graham's position is that, you know, he moved out big established players. We're seeing that with Aubameyang. We're seeing that with Ozil. Uh, and he brought in young players. And you think about the players that George Graham brought in that led us ultimately in a couple of years' time to the 89 title. And you think about what we're doing now and replacing. So I think if you look at that, that's closer. I think there's a there's more similarities to the George Graham rebuild than the Arsene Wenger one. Arsene Wenger was really good at kind of, you know, bringing in unheard of talents uh, that was ahead of the time, started a new playing style. That's not really what's going on here. George Graham and Arteta's rebuilds, I think, are a lot more similar to the one that we saw under Arsene Wenger, but there you go. Uh, Weedy says, would you rather sign Lang or Gakpo? Or rather Lang and Gakpo or Rashford and Gakpo? Um, I would sign... Um, I'd, it depends on the fees, Weedy. Um, 
if you told me that they cost the same, I'd get Gakpo and, and Rashford. Um, but if if it's a case of Lang would cost significantly less than Rashford, then probably Lang. Uh, Don White says, Tom, what do you think about Martin Terrier? Um, wouldn't be able to tell you anything about Martin Terrier, <laughs> to be honest. Is he the guy that used to play for Leon? Uh, did he used to play for Leon? Yeah, he plays for Ren now. Uh, so I. I don't know much about him. I'll be on the fact that, you know, he was linked to us, I think, when he was at Leon uh, in his earlier 20s. And I've heard nothing about him since. So I don't I don't think he's worth it because I feel like he would have jumped up on my radar if he was worth it at 25 years of age, to be honest. Uh, Austin says, you cannot keep on putting a money value on players when there are so many other factors that come into making uh, that prices. The reason why we put the value on players is because that's what's reported, Austin. We use the money that's reported uh, to use our polls. We don't just slap a random price tag on. 50 million is the reported price tag. That's why we've used it. Vinny says, if you could sign one player from the Invincibles for our team now, who would it be and why? Oh, Thierry Henry. Um, without a shadow of a doubt. Vinny, um, I think there's in more. There's other times where you may have leaned on a on a Vieira, for instance, for our midfield. But we need that striker, and Thierry Henry definitely is the player that we need right now. You know, if we were looking at the uh, the period when Van Persie was banging in 30 goals a season for us, you wouldn't have said Thierry Henry back then. You would have said Patrick Vieira, or you would have said Sol Campbell. You know, adding a really world class centre back or a world class centre midfielder. But right now, Arsenal need a world class striker. And that's what we would have got in Thierry Henry. Uh, Coop Dog says, it is no guarantee that we can replace Tierney. Man City, Bayern and PSG have spent millions, never gotten a left back close to as good as Tierney. Uh, Bayern Munich, Alfonso Davies, are you sure? Um, I think you may have forgotten that one. Uh, Moaz says, how do you feel about an attack consisting of Gakpo, Nunez and Saka? I feel very, very good about that. Very, very good indeed. Wilson says, if Arsenal beat Palace, do you think that Bailey should apologise for his awful prediction against Crystal Palace? No. Bailey's entitled to his opinion. And, uh, you know, I've predicted a loss before. I predicted a loss against Liverpool. I know it's different. But, you know, you, you don't apologise for having an opinion. It's your opinion. As long as you put it across respectfully, you're entitled to it. That's all I would say. Other than the fact that he wants Renato Sanchez and Hussein Auer, you can apologise for that. But no, he's entitled to review on, on score lines. Uh, Pepper says, after seeing Benjamin White play right back for England, is that the plan for Arsenal? Should Saliba stay? Uh, obviously, Ben White played at right centre-back in a back three before shifting for the last half an hour or so to right back. I think what it actually means is that we've got more scope to what we're capable of doing. Ben White is capable of playing there. He's not adept there. He's not. He doesn't flourish there. But he can play there. I wrote about this yesterday. I think that there's more scope to then not sign a right back. I don't think it necessarily has more impact on Saliba. I think it has more impact on Cedric and Brook Norton Cuffey than anyone else. I don't think Arsenal need to sign a right back. There are supposed, I mean, supposedly our colleagues of mine at Football London understand that a right back is on the agenda. A right back is something that Arsenal are looking at as well as a centre midfielder and two forwards. But I don't believe that we need to be looking at a right back necessarily in the summer. Uh, John Sanders says, we're trying to build a back five like we had with the old guard of Adams at centre-half, so why sell Tierney? 
Again, I agree with you. I don't think we should sell him. It's just the idea about if he was to be sold, it doesn't really concern me at this point in time. Uh, Neil says, Tom, what is the insider input from Arsenal if Arteta will be backed in the summer? The expectation is that he will, Neil. The expectation is that there will be a significant outlay and that the ownership will back Arteta in the summer. That's the information that we've got. That's the information that uh, Chris Wheatley, my colleague, has reported. So that's what I'm going with. And, you know, we're... That's what where we're at. So hopefully that turns out to be the case and, and we are backing him and we are pushing hard for some of the best players in the market in the summer. Alice says, Tom, what do you think of Darwin Nunez? I saw some of the videos and breakdown videos and expert analysis. I don't think he's world-class. He's only 22. I don't think you're going to get a world-class 22-year-old just yet. I think you have to break into your mid-20s before you start about world-class. You get very few Erling Haaland, Kylian Mbappe, are two of the only ones that you'd look at. Vlaovic, I think, is bordering on that world-class level, but he's still not yet there. So it's very difficult to, you know, say that a 22-year-old is not yet world-class. I think there's a lot of development still to go for a player like him. But what I do think is that what you see in Nunez is a player with world-class potential. He's certainly scoring at a world-class rate in a league which you wouldn't necessarily say is at the top tier, is probably in the second or third tier. Definitely the second tier, the Portuguese league. You look at the top five leagues. I kind of look at it as three tiers now. I think the Premier League is so far away from the others. It's kind of in a league of its own. And then you've got France, Spain, Germany, Italy. And then below that, you've got the Eredivisie and Portugal. So I think that in that league, you know, he's showing some world-class levels. But I think when you compare that to the Premier League level, there is obviously going to be question marks about how consistent he would be. Uh, Kunal says, Tom, do you think Gnabry is possible? He sure is flirting with us lately. Uh, it's a possibility. His contract talks continue to stall. There isn't any concrete evidence that he will definitely sign with Bayern. And, you know, he put on that Arsenal shirt the other day in an Instagram classic retro shirt post. So who knows? Maybe he will. Marcus says, Leno is a great shot stopper, but the rest of his game concerns me. Are you concerned it may prevent us from getting top four? There is always a concern that you will lose out with what Ramsdale provides you if we are to have Leno for the next few games. However, what we think is fortunate is that we should have Ramsdale back for the big games against United, West Ham, Chelsea and Spurs. We only should have Leno in for at least the Palace and maybe the Brighton games. Hopefully Ramsdale will be back by that point. Would you have Rashford or Sterling? I think Sterling is less of a risk, so I would choose Sterling over Rashford. Vinny says, Tom, who would you consider the Mexican Danny Rojas as a striking option. Uh, where are you getting these names from, Vinny? Uh, oh, it's a Ted Lasso character. <laughs> See, I've still not watched it, so I'm so out the know with this. I just haven't had the time. Vinny, that's a first warning. <laughs> Bastard. Christopher says, did you hear about the USA celebrating qualification to the World Cup, even though they haven't qualified yet? No, I didn't hear about that. I heard about Canada uh, celebrating because they qualified, but I haven't heard about them. Uh, I haven't heard about the United States celebrating too early. No, uh, but I will certainly look into that. Uh, Joshua says, Tom, who's been your favorite player of the Emirates era? Mine's between Santi and Sanchez. It's Santi Cazorla. There's, there's no debate for me. Santi Cazorla is my favorite player of the Emirates era without a shadow of a doubt. Very closely followed by Alexis Sanchez. Uh, Edwin says, Tom, who do you realistically reckon we will sign as top striker in the summer? Uh, I think it will end up being... Oh, this is the impossible question because we've covered so many of them. Who do I think it will actually be in March? It's really hard. It feels like Nunez is at the top of the list right now. 
but it could be it could be Nunez, it could be Calvert Lewin, it could be Jonathan David. It really, really could be any of them. I'm really not willing to sit here and say it will be this striker now because there are so many choices and there is no real uh, outright favourite, I think, at this moment in time. So there you go. Uh, Carl, no, sorry, I haven't, I haven't, mate. I have not had the time to uh, to translate that link as of yet. Uh, I only saw your message offhand when I was on shift, so sorry. I have got a day off, though, so I'll try and give it a go today. Um, Nat Nael says, would you rather sign Ramsey uh, from Aston Villa, Jacob Ramsey, uh, for a reasonable fee over Dybala? Yes, I would. I would rather sign Jacob Ramsey over Paolo Dybala uh, without a shadow of a doubt. I think Jacob Ramsey is going to be a brilliant talent. I think would actually suit that left centre mid role that we've got quite nicely. I'm going to have to ban Will Smith's name from this chat box. <laughs> uh, Khalid, thoughts on the Dybala rumours? I wouldn't go for Dybala, personally. I just don't think that... Uh, I just don't think that it's the right move. Um, I think he's fine if you bring in another striker that's more physical and you can play him alongside someone, but I don't look to him as the... you know, I don't look at him as a player that's going to take us to the next level on his own as the number nine. So it would have to be in conjunction with another more physical style forward in the summer. If it is that, then I'd be okay with it. Uh, Rich says, Tom, Tierney only 50 million, one of the best left backs in the league. Let's make that 100 million, please. Yeah, they just don't go for that much. Um, you think about players that have gone in that position for that amount of money. Ben Chilwell was one of the best, it was at the time, the best left back went 50 million pounds. Left backs, that's genuinely the price that you pay. That's that's what it would be. I think it would be around that. And I also have seen reports suggesting that's what it would be if he was to move on because he's just signed a brand new strike, a brand new deal, sorry. So, I, yeah, it absolutely would be that. When you see, I mean, look at this. Carl saying Latara Martinez is available for 58 million. He's only just signed a new deal. Latara Martinez, the striker, goal scorer, consistent, great player. I don't think you're getting anything more than much than 50 million. That's why I think when people say Saliba's worth 80 odd million quid, no, he's probably worth about 40 max, 30 to 40 million pounds, William Saliba, in today's market. The expectations on players' prices are mad. Um, and often they are skewed because certain players have release clauses like Isaac and Nunez and players like that. So I think that's why it's it's slightly different to what it usually is. Um but that is uh, is where we're going to wrap up. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. This should mark or start the uh, mark should mark the start of a few days where you've got two shows uh, coming up for you. You'll have a members podcast this evening. Where I'll be joined by some of the members from the Discord server to talk about the last running for the last ten games of the season. Uh, we're going to try and do a prediction. I'm going to put together a prediction thing. Uh, all of the last 10 games of the season with the members tonight. So that should be quite fun. Tomorrow, we should be having our William Saliba loan update. And of course, finding out how he gets on for France. There's also rumours that, again, maybe he will be starting for France tonight. Apparently, RMC Sport claiming that he will start for France this evening. So we'll get all of the feedback on that tomorrow evening as well plus how he's been getting on for Marseille in the month of March and then on Thursday you'll be getting your Arsenal youth team updates we'll be getting more information about players like Marcelo Flores who is targeting a place in the Premier League team for next season uh, another quick chat about following Balogun's loan spell and Brooke Norton Cuffey is going to take a special mention in that show too so plenty to come this week and of course all the usual 8am morning shows as well it's been an absolute pleasure to join you. Drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new, and as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates are around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.